What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, folks. Despite the fact that I don't like Bic pens, I much prefer a rolling writer. Every time you call Jason, you have to chat with his assistant for like 20 minutes. And Nick lost all his cigars in a fire that, ironically, he started with one of those very same cigars. And yet, this poop cast continues to be sponsored by our cigar-loving friends at the Bits and Bits Embassy, who, by the way, always wipe their wheels before rolling into the factory because it's a matter of common courtesy. Now, when Bits and Bits aren't encouraging young college students to consider podiatry, they are hard at work making bits for routers and the CNC right here in the U.S. of A., where there is always a problem on the set of Blossom. Mm -hmm. Poor Blossom. Mm -hmm. Now, after Bits and Bits makes them bits they lather them up with their proprietary astro coating which has proven through extensive cruelty-free laboratory testing to give your bits higher speeds and feed rates and extend the life of them by up to three times bits and bits are also constantly coming out with new bits and expanding their tool menu so go check out their new tools page on bitsbits.com and hashtag get bit baby mm. and don't forget they also take the great American-made white side router bits and coat them with their Astra coating so they can be fully optimized in your routers, CNCs, shape origins, man groomers, diesel engines, <laughs> panty routers, multi-routers, Dremels, air fryers, and garbage disposals. And finally, Bits and Bits is also an authorized Festool dealer. And they wanted to remind you to all cherish the cabin. That seems a little abnormal. It's not offensive but it is abnormal. And be sure to go check out all of Bits and Bits' offerings at bitsbits.com and use coupon code Cheever Letters. What? No, yeah. no, that's, no. That's my, more my letters! <laughs> you and John Cheever? <laughs> we had a love of a man you could never known. know. <laughs> uh, use, no, use coupon code MORSELS15 to save 15% off your next order of router and or CNC bits. Because every time you use that coupon code, my morsels, wait for it, get new panties. And they're all <laughs> laid out for me. Oh. P.S. Love the cabin. <laughs> wow. That was a good episode. I love oh, that one. So mm. good. So mm. good. Season four just kills every one of them. What kind of yep. pies? <laughs> 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 and then they go off for like five minutes. Boysenberry <laughs> peach. Peach shovel. Um, speaking of laying out our new panties, we've got some new patrons. <laughs> Is that too far of a stretch? <laughs> No, that's no. A, I mean, that if you is, take the initials, a decent segue. It's yeah. NP, and then new patrons is new patrons. NP. I yeah. feel like it's pretty good. And the new I made patrons. The connection. Now, if you didn't catch our last episode, we are now offering a added bonus for our top tier patrons, where they get special access to our Shop Sounds YouTube channel and can actually watch the podcast live and in color. So, if you want to sign up for Patreon, they can see me in low res. They can see Keith in low res, and they can see yep. Nick sitting in the dark, and they can see me sitting <laughs> in my igloo. In your hexagon. <laughs> yeah. 
fumble. So if you want to sign up for Patreon, you go over to patreon.com slash. Oops, hit my microphone. Uh, Shop Sounds Podcast. Just sign up <laughs> and uh, any tier level gets you access to our after show where you can ask questions. And the top tier, like I mentioned, you can now watch us talk. Mm-hmm. So that's not exciting. I don't know what it is. And here's some new patrons that have signed up since the last episode. And they go like this. Justin McKenzie, mm. uh, Daniel Jofison. Uh huh. What about that S in the beginning? Josephson. Okay. Mm. Maybe it's jo- Josephson. I forgot the S. Josephson. Josephson. <laughs> um, then we've got Alan Porteous. Uh, jo- Portis head. Port. Portios. Oh, sir. Portios. Portios. Alan Portios. Uh, <laughs> and then we got uh, Joshua Higgins. Justy White. Henry Higgins. Justy White. <laughs> <laughs> no? My Fair Lady? Anybody? No. Um, no. He's from Higgins Designs. No. And uh, then Casey. No last name. Just mm. Casey. Just Casey. And then because we announced that our top tiers now get access to watching us live, we got one new top tier from last time. So that obviously was a good incentive. We got one more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Things are really going to start to snowball but now. But this is somebody that lookout. was a patron, and they just bumped up to the top tier. So obviously they were like, I got to see these guys. Um, right. How many views? They think he thinks we're shirtless. How many views do we have on our video from last time? I haven't looked. I'll check. <laughs> Probably like five. I don't think anyone has. Uh, new top tier <laughs> Zero. is Chris Greenwood. Uh, and he bumped up from a lower tier. Remember, he's the bull turner. He turns bulls with a name like that. That's right. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we've good. got some returning top tiers, a whole heck of a lot of them, and a bunch of questions from our top tiers. And uh, I'll tell you all about um, those guys at the end of the episode, and then the after show will answer the questions. That's right. Now, Jason, uh, mm-hmm. in lieu of one of our new patrons, Casey, Casey, that name that name brings, first of all, Jason, sorry to tell you this, but you are not Penske material. <laughs> and number two, absolutely true. it seems to me that the name Casey was also the person you were with when you went airborne in England in a rental car and smashed into some rolling hill. Yeah. And oh. then is that the we same have guy? this incident in the desert. Um, yeah, the exact same guy. I've been in two <laughs> automobile crashes in my entire life. <laughs> both rentals. <laughs> both rentals and both with Casey. Mm. So I don't think it's a coincidence. And here's the funny thing. This accident started out. We were driving through Tucson. We were literally two miles from where we started. And uh, it was pouring God. down rain, which is, you know, not common in Tucson. And when it rains in Tucson, because it hasn't rained for such a long time, you got all the oil and grease and stuff on the road. And so it rains and it gets really slick. And we're driving along. And Casey is a very excitable person. And he's a very <laughs> animated person. And when he gets excited, he does it in a very animated way. And we're driving and he has a Jeep. He likes Jeeps. He goes off-roading. And he saw a Jeep. And he saw the Jeep had a tire, a spare tire cover that he thought looked really cool. 
And then what did it say? Life is good. No, it was a panda holding two nine millimeters. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> panda, panda, so panda. we're driving in downtown Tucson, and instead of being like, "Hey, when you have a second, check out that tire cover," he goes, "Oh my gosh, look!" Like that. Well, of course, I'm going to look. I think something crazy is happening. He's pointing at the panda cover. By the time I look back, the person in front of us, the light turned from green to yellow, and they stopped immediately on the yellow. Oh uh, man! And so I tried to stop, but then my brakes, you know, I slammed the brakes. They locked up with the slick roads. We just started sliding, and we slid for such a long time in that heavy truck <laughs> that there's n- nothing time stood nothing still. I could do about it. I couldn't turn left because there was a middle turn lane. I was smashed into those people. I couldn't have turned right. There was a sidewalk full of people. So <laughs> we just slid, and then boom, right in the back of the truck, and then – he called his wife, Casey, to tell her what had happened. And you know what she said? She said, remember that one time we were driving and his wife was driving and Casey was in the passenger seat and he saw a sign for free gerbils and screamed free gerbils <laughs> and she smashed into the back of somebody. Oh, my gosh. This guy needs to be ball gagged, I, apparently, <laughs> when, you, apparently. When you're traveling with There's them. some Benadryl. <laughs> so this is not the first time that Casey has rode shotgun while other people got in accidents at his expense. So Was he driving over in uh, in Europe? No, that was me too. And that Good one grief. was not his fault. That was not my fault. That was the tour bus driver's fault that was driving halfway in our lane. Oh, and refused to stop. And so it was either hit the tour bus, drive into the ocean, or hug the bank, which I did. But then there was a drive into the ocean. There was a gravestone coming out of the side of the embankment, and that turned into a ramp, and we launched into the abyss and came down and broke our axle. So, oh, wow. Man. And then the tour bus just kept going. All the Asian folks stared at us and. <laughs> Took pictures. Took pictures. Yeah, something Wong. That was it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you said they came and actually unloaded your truck and put all of it yeah. into a new truck? It's funny because as soon as we crashed, the first thing that went into my mind was not, is this person we just rear-ended okay? Not like, oh, dang, this is a rental and we just smashed it up. But it was, we're going to have to unload and reload this truck. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been where mine was. And too. we're in Arizona. Sure. You know, we're in Tucson. In the in oh, the middle of flipping July, end of July. So we called uh, roadside assistance. They sent out a, a, a tow truck driver, biggest tow truck I've ever seen, and loaded us up. And then they took us to the local Penske place. And then they sent out a moving team, and they loaded all the stuff from one truck into the other truck. And eight hours later, we were on our way. <laughs> <laughs> Eight oh, hours no later. way. Uh, yeah, but we had to yeah. wait a few hours for the tow truck driver, and then we had to drive to the Penske place, and then we had to wait there for a few hours for the moving crew to show up, and then we had to wait for the moving crew to move everything. And our plan was to try and get to northern Arizona by that night, but by the time that got done, we just got a hotel room in Tucson and went to sleep. Man, so day oh. one was all of like five miles. Yeah, but I will say the lady we smashed into, Janelle, if you're listening, which she's not, um, she was so cool and nice about it. She was really chill, very understanding. Uh, we were standing there. Well, she was probably, uh, had a concussion. Probably. She was probably a <laughs> little shock. concussed, but we had pulled off the road into this uh, little mini mart parking lot. And it was 
couple nights ago when they were going to do the drawing for the Mega Millions lottery, which I never play the lottery, but I went in to buy water and everyone in there is buying lottery tickets. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy Janelle a lottery ticket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I bought her five, you know, chances because they're like two bucks a piece. And I went and gave it to her. And I was thinking, how cool would it be if I smashed in this lady and she won $830 million? I mean, that would have been pretty cool. I mean, I would have been pretty pissed that I gave her the tickets. But yeah, <laughs> that would have been a like movie-worthy Good story. Good karma for yeah. you, though. Uh, yeah. But uh, she didn't win. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways. <laughs> that's but it. you made it back. We made it back. It was fun. I haven't, you know, been to Arizona a while. I grew up there, so driving across Arizona, it was kind of reminiscent of the old days. Um, yeah, I saw you went to your old childhood house. Yeah, I went to my old hometown. I mean, it worked out. It was right on the route and then stopped by my old house. They haven't painted since I lived there, which was, oh, 20 years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it was, it looked like it wasn't in the best shape, but... Did yeah. you ask to go inside? No, that would have been weird. Oh. I do I think I left a bag of weed hidden in the air vent, but I bet it's not still there. <laughs> so, it's probably a little wilted. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pretty dank now. But no, it's a dry state. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last time that I went to my childhood home and I was like, I was like, it looks like a shed. It's like this tiny. Yeah. How did we as a family live in that little ranch? Yep. But apparently you grow up. You grew up. You know what? Going back to my hometown, I realized how cool of a place it was to grow up. I took – I didn't, you know, appreciate it when I lived there. I was a kid and it's like that's where you grow up. But it's a very like vacation-y place. We're on a huge lake in the middle <clears> of the <throat> desert, start of the Grand Canyon. There's slot canyons and all sorts of cool stuff around. And as a kid, you're just mm. like whatever. This is where I live. But at, going back, it's yeah. like wow, this is pretty beautiful. Yeah. I think that's like most places like when i lived in new york city like i didn't really do all these touristy things because that's where you stay away from because they're all tourists and then when you go back now you realize you missed all this really cool stuff and history yeah but then we drove up through utah and within the course of like an hour one night we saw 38 deer and 25 elk and two coyotes it was really cool so mm. it's fun wow what, did you have, like, a little clicker that you were it, Yeah, it became like this car game. We'd, like, count them every time we'd see one. And we kept trying to guess oh, okay. which number was going to be the one we actually smashed into. <laughs> I'll tell you, 27 on the deer was pretty was darn close. close. Yeah, yeah. We almost got, that would have been hilarious if we got in another accident. Oh, yeah, real funny. <laughs> but, yeah, we took turns driving. I drove for about, oh, I don't know. 50 hours, Casey drove for 45 minutes, so it was a fair <laughs> trade-off, you know. So what is that, 2,500 miles? I don't know, maybe like 2,000, oh. I, don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Gosh, who knows? So long. Yeah, it was good. I got to tell you, though, Nevada is a pretty horrible state. No offense to anybody <laughs> that lives in Nevada, but every other state you go through, like, differences in the state. Like, there's forest and desert and, like, all these different climate chains. Nevada, pretty much the whole state looks exactly the same, I think. Like a big slot machine? Just like a bunch of creosote bushes and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> creosote bushes. Desert. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing out there. I'm sure that people are going to be listening and send us a bunch of DMs like, oh, no, we got forests and it's beautiful. 
Not what yeah. I saw. I understand why they use that state to test nuclear devices. <laughs> no, I saw that in your Because they, they were probably right. like, we could blow up a nuclear bomb here and no one's going to tell the difference. No one would yeah. know. It's going to look exactly tell. the right. same. No one could tell. It might improve the landscape. We literally <laughs> put a crater in here. We literally came across a plague of locust. <laughs> so. What year is I this? I know. There's like thousands of these giant crickets crossing the road and hopping all over the place. It was nuts. Oh, I've heard about those. I just saw a video where somebody had those. I can't remember what they were called. Locusts. The they, cicadas? No, they weren't locusts or cicadas, but they were, there was a type of cricket, and they were like, they, they're like, they travel in this huge big. packs. Yeah, they were yeah, like literally blanketing the road. We killed millions yeah. of them. Were they black? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. They have a name, a really specific name. You get out, and it. it's so loud, like insanely yeah. loud, because they're all going off. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up because that's going to bother me. Mm. Yeah, so it was a good trip. We got back, uh, got my grandma all moved in. Today was the last. Nice. We got finally finished everything up, so she's here. It's happening. That's uh, exciting. <laughs> yep. Mormon that's crickets. Exciting. Mormon crickets. Yeah, that's her, what they're called. Uh, did all the normal things. We got her like all the house stuff she needs. We got her a bank account at Chemical Bank. We got her all. <laughs> you oh get her one gosh. of those lamps, the lamps that have just the vertical post and the yeah. light goes like up. Yeah. You get her a, a pin that and writes a upside box down. Fan. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. How about a new new toolbox? At least. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you like that? It's such I a did. grandma I just start laughing. That's like a grandma thing. To was there like grandma. saran wrap wrapped around like an old hinge in there yeah. with the screws? I what was that? no clue. Like little parts of who knows what saved in there. It was great. <laughs> I'm That's like going this. to my wife's grandmother's house, the stuff that she's sick because she's like a depression baby. So they save everything. everything. Yeah. I might use this. Yeah. Yeah. Someday someone might need it, including those cookies in the fridge from 1950. Mm-hmm. They're still good. Oh, they're still good. They're frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like Disney's head. Just thaw. <laughs> thaw them out. Good as new. <laughs> yeah. Good as new. Yeah, but when we un- when we got back on Friday and started unloading the truck, it was 102 here. And the wow. inside of those trucks, oh, my gosh, we literally all almost passed out. From heat stroke, mm. I kid you not. We all got lightheaded and had to stop halfway through because it had to have been 130 in that truck at least. It, it was crazy. Yeah, was I don't horrible. doubt it. Dripping sweat. I'm down to a size 30 waist now. <laughs> oh, so you don't have to scratch don't have it to off? Scratch oh, it off. Scratching it off still. <laughs> it's a real, it's really a 30. <laughs> yep. It's not a 30. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's basically a kiln in there. I know. No air movement. Yeah, that makes it hot. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Honestly, it was a lot of fun road tripping. It was nice to take mm-hmm. a break. I feel like I haven't woodworked in a month, which is pretty accurate. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so what's next then? Are you just working on the tree, not tree, not tree house? That's house? the plan for tomorrow is to get started on this. I was watching a ton of videos today trying to figure out. So this thing's going to be on stilts. And I know Mm -hmm. I can't just go dig a hole and stick some posts in the ground because over time it's going to want to like settle. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to do concrete footings. Bigfoot. With concrete maybe? Well, Those Bigfoot uh, plastic tubes? 
that are like tapered. I don't know oh. what that is. I've never seen those. Yeah. Where do you get yeah, those? I think they're called the Bigfoot. Uh, Sasquatch? Pro- probably a billion <laughs> building supply. I don't think you can get them at like Home, Home Depot, Depot or Lowe's, but, but maybe at the lumber center. Maybe. What, they, what else? To- I'll go look around because, yeah, I got to order lumber tomorrow. And then I was looking, I was watching a bunch of videos and I'm thinking like, can't I just do like a hole with gravel in it and then some of that like sauna tubing stuff? Sauna tube, yeah. With some oh, yeah. rebar shoved in there. And I mean, that'll be good enough, right? Yeah. Should be. Why not? I don't see why not. Yeah. It's not a house. And then they it's sell the house. they sell the like um mm. the footing, like the post holders. I don't know what you call it. I don't know what you call any of these. So these is gonna be it's gonna be hilarious videos because I know nothing. Um but you know they have like the metal brackets that the post hooks onto mm-hmm. and they make the kind that you can yeah. stick in the concrete. Oh, or yeah. right. that's the motion for sticking in the concrete. You can like stick them in the concrete. Uh, stroke it. Yeah. Um and yeah. then Debatable. But then they make the kind that you can just bolt on after it's cured. And in my mind, uh, I'm like, the, oh, okay. The bolt on kind seems way easier because then you don't have to make sure every bracket's absolutely perfect while the concrete's setting up. You know? You just have a level. But don't you have to put in a threaded rod? For the bolt on kind? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you drill a hole and then you stick the big like bolt in there. Or oh, you like stick a the tap, friction like rod. a giant tap con or something. Oh, I figured you would put a threaded rod in the wet concrete that way. No, the to... bolt on kind, you just, after the concrete's cured, you drill a hole into the concrete with a hammer drill, which I have a big hammer drill. And then you put either one of those like wedge anchors or, you know, another concrete mm-hmm. anchor. Cause it doesn't have to hold that well. I mean, you just got to keep the thing from sliding around. Mm. And in my mind, that'd be way easier because you could go one by one and just make sure they're all perfect with a string or laser or whatever versus trying to be stressed out when the concrete's being poured, getting them all in there and stuck at the right height and everything. So I think that's the way I'm going to do it. Huh. I've watched uh, old Stumpin' Horse do it on a bunch of videos, and it seems like he does it pretty easily where he just inserts those brackets yeah, in the but wet concrete. he's a professional and has done this <laughs> how many hundreds of times, so he knows what he's That's doing. True. This would That's be the true. first time I've ever done it. So yeah. uh, maybe you fly him out and have him in the video. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. Have him dig the dig the dig the holes. I'm sure that'd be a priority for him. <laughs> yeah, hey, could yeah, you he's not well, busy. <laughs> You're not busy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then originally I was like, oh, I'll just get, like, I'll rent a concrete tumbler and mix up the concrete. But then watching these videos, you need a freaking lot of concrete. Yeah. So I'm going to have to hire a concrete company to come out with their hoses and, like, fill the stuff up. Yeah. How many footings are you going to have? One, two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven, boy. eight, nine, ten. Good grief. Wow. Yeah. How big is this thing? Oh, it's like 3,000 square feet. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's your new shop. No, well, so it's only 12 by 12, the actual treehouse. But okay. then there's two other decks on different levels. Levels, ah. Jerry. Um, levels. It's levels. Coming off of the front corners. So there'll be like one oh, right, step down tub. on the right, and then there'll be a lower one on the left. So those need yeah. footings too, and then there's going to be like some sort of ladder system to get from like one level to the next level up to the treehouse. So there's a lot of footings. I think the whole first video is just going to be of me trying to figure out how the heck I'm going to do these footings and get posts and stuff in because wow, this could end up being like a 10-part video series. I might be in over my head. I 
I'm lost. I've never done anything like this. Uh, you'll figure it out. What about <laughs> a, uh, a fireman's pole? Maybe. Ooh. Anything's possible. Maybe. That's the other thing. I specifically only halfway designed this entire thing. So <laughs> it could be cut. It's going to just change. I don't know. Yeah. Ever evolving. I don't know how to frame. I don't know how to. I've never even built a deck. And here I am trying to build a whole, you know, mini house on stilts. I could fail. As long as it doesn't kill Ivor, I'm happy. <laughs> And at least his expectations, I'm sure, are pretty low. I mean, he'd be happy with a couple pieces of plywood in the shape of a tent. So, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Well, good luck to you. No, thanks. I'm looking forward to seeing how it actually plays out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I'm a little worried because I haven't priced out any of this. I designed it all without, like, budgeting it out. And I'm a little afraid that I'm going to go order this wood and it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be a little expensive. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh. Is it a write-off? Yeah. Yeah. Every <laughs> every kid needs a $30,000 treehouse, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. However, you want a car or do you want right. an outbuilding? Uh, do you want a college fund? How come I can't or go to playhouse? college, Dad? Well, remember that treehouse I built when you were seven? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's why. why. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that dilapidated building in the backyard? But how good of a YouTube title would that be? <laughs> I built a $30,000 treehouse. Or my kid wanted my to go to college. I built him a treehouse no. instead. Yeah. <laughs> college or a treehouse. He chose the treehouse. <laughs> That's bad... all I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Fun. I might get the platform done and then not be able to afford to go any farther. So, Yeah. This is an elevated platform. Who knows? But he'd be happy with that too. I mean, kids are easy. If he had a big platform he could climb up on, he'd be happy. Yeah, he could put a tent up there. Yeah, sleep out there. Good. Let him finish it. Yeah. Why not? I will say that's the one thing. When I was a kid, my dad built me a treehouse. And it was fun and we played in it and we loved it. But I also built a treehouse. And it was way worse than the one he built me. But I had so much more fun because I built it myself, even though I didn't know what I was oh, doing. Sure. Like, that was so much fun as a kid, like building your own fort and stuff. And that's where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to spend all this time building this for him when he really like would probably have more time building it himself. I don't know. Can you get him more involved with it? I'm going to try to, but yeah. he's a seven-year-old living in exactly, 2022. Yeah. Their attention span is that of a <laughs> goldfish. I mean, yeah. we'll yeah. see. Well, mm. Hopefully he wants to have something to do with it. Oh yeah, he I'm definitely sure will. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure. That'd it out. be fun. Yeah. What are you guys up to? I've been out of the loop. I haven't even been really on my phone very much. I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't know if there really is a loop. <laughs> I've got no loop. I don't know. I don't know if you missed anything in the loop. It's all a simulation. Keith, did you right. finish your desk the last time we? had a podcast yeah was it, i think that was i yeah, think it was delivery it. day yeah you delivered yeah. it that day did we so we talked about it we talked about it but yeah, your so video that was hadn't last come out. saturday no oh no right so last friday right so it came out the next day oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah so then i started on my uh this other little cabinet project at my sister's um in the uh, mudroom where i did those cabinets last time there's this little 
cabinet at the top of the stairs with these funky drawers that don't pull out and drawers behind doors. It's like totally unfunctional. So I'm redoing the whole thing. And so what I've been last few days, I built all the drawer fronts. Today I built the drawer boxes and I thought you were gonna buy the drawer yes. boxes. So Jason <laughs> You specifically said last time all, I remember you said you had to order the drawer boxes because you weren't gonna build them. You're like, I don't want to build those. All this did was cement the fact that I never want to build drawers again. I don't know why. Cause I was like, you know what? If I order these, it's gonna take a little while and I really want to keep moving you tried on to, this. You tried surprisingly. To, tried to dovetail them, didn't you? So, all right, we'll get to that. So, um, so these drawers are 34 inches long and only 12 inches deep because 12 inch slides. Oh, wow. And then, then they're actually nine inches deep. So they're very long and narrow. Um, and I have all this five eighths Baltic birch plywood. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll use that. And, you know, I said to my sister, I'm like, you know, everything else in this house is dovetailed. It's maple. You're all right if I use this Baltic brush? She's like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, I'll dovetail them just so at least that matches. So then yesterday I cut all my pieces and I got out the dovetail. And I know a lot of people, like every time they break out their dovetail jig, they have to look at the instructions. And I used to too, but now I have it like perfectly set up for half blinds. Like all I do is set my router bit depth and I'm good to go. Well, I've had that jig for 16 years. So over the years, like things are a little wonky. Like mm -hmm. when you put the template down and screw it down, the little forks are bent. So when you tighten the knobs down, the whole template lifts up. Dude, and it's, it's just like so life. I, Over the years, things get a little wonky. I mean, the older you get. It just happens. Yeah. Things get bent. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, and those those joints are very finicky. It has to like, you know, you have to adjust the depth perfectly. And if it does so anyway, I... <laughs> I make my first test cut and it's really tight. It fits, but it's tight. So I make an adjustment and then things just kind of go haywire from there. And I, that's when I realized that every time I tightened down the template, it was lifting up like a 16th of an inch and I couldn't get it to not do that. So put it right back in the cabinet and said, all right, I'm just going to pocket screw these, which I did. But I, I always have an issue when I'm pocket screwing something with glue where no matter if I clamp it or not, they still slide on me mm. <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, really? It just frustrates me. But anyway, I got those together and and then it's like, okay, I got my drawer boxes built. Crap. Now I have to finish them. You know. So I didn't. Real quick, what I do, and maybe this is helpful in the future, mm -hmm. is when I have a pocket hole drawer boxes, which I don't do very often, but when I do, I do it the same way that I dowel drawer boxes. So I will drill all my pocket holes, put glue on there, mm -hmm. clamp them up, and let them completely dry. Uh, and then after they're dry, they're held together fine, obviously not very strong. Then I go back and put my pocket holes in. And for me, they never move after that because the dry's con the glue's completely cured. And right. I don't know if that would Interesting. Help. Well, I mean, it would. But why do you need pocket screws then? The glue's holding it. I mean, the well, it's it's a, pocket screws are just clamps. Well, yeah, but it's a but added suspenders adds a little strength, strength yeah. to it. Yeah, no, that is an option. I just wanted to get them. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. So I didn't put the bottoms in because I knew I was going to spray them. So the last time I used my sprayer was when I did the mudroom cabinets of my sister, and I never cleaned it out. So, <laughs> but, whoops. 
lesson be learned, folks. It doesn't matter. As long as that thing's sealed, it was perfectly fine. Yeah. I just used the same finish was in there. The knee, no, no clog, no mess, nothing. But, you know, it's like 90 degrees out, and of course it was windy. So I'm out spraying the clear. You got to spray it. Then you got to sand it. Then you got to spray it. Then you got to sand it. Then you got to spray it. And all this labor of building the boxes, getting all my material milled up, gluing, screwing, spraying. It is, takes so much time and effort where it would have been like $90 a drawer if I had just ordered mm-hmm. them. Completely Instead of finished? two days. Yeah. Wow. So you didn't actually successfully get them dovetailed? No. Yeah, they're just pocket hold. They're just pocket hold, yeah. and then the false front will cover cover those, so it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, the place I order from, I didn't know what their lead time was. The other place I order was like three to five days, and... I just That's don't what I'm want. Telling I, you, I just glue and tack my drawer boxes together, and then if it's for a client, obviously I go. I'll fill all the little nail holes. I'll sand yeah. them down. I mean, there's like three little dots that you can only see if you get really close. Right. It's no, you're so right. quick. No, I and just nobody my, cares. My original plan was to dovetail them, and it's because I've done it with Baltic birch tons of times, and it just wasn't working. And then it's like, ah, screw it. So literally, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Uh, so plan is, uh, tomorrow just get the bottoms in and then I have to go and do a little demo and then fit the drawers perfectly. I got to, for my reveals and then I can finish those (laughs) and finish, you know, so things are moving and you know what else I had ordered? I had some 12 inch slides that I'd ordered. I don't know from my normal place I order and I actually happened to get them. This I ordered these like a year ago. So and then I ordered a few other sets of 12-inch from Lee Valley. It said 12-inch. Mm-hmm. When I they get always them, say Yeah, we always do say 12 inches. It's never quite no. that long. Well, you're right, because they're 300, <laughs> 300 millimeter. Oh, wait, are they is, bloom? Yeah. But apparently the ones that sold in Canada, which is where Lee Valley is, are metric. Oh. And so they're 300 millimeters, whereas normal bloom 12 inches are 305 and I don't know, it, I think a 12 inch drawer still works with those, but they actually look like they extend further out. I mean, they're both full extension. I, I don't know. I couldn't really find any information on them because they're more of a nobody grower. sells them. Mm. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping they grow at full extension. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how those go in, but. Anyway, so that's what I'm working on. I really want to get that wrapped up this week, if you can believe it. Oh, I believe this it. This week? Really? This week? I mean, besides, you know, I'm going to need a few coats of paint on uh, the drawer fronts and everything. But Yeah. Other than that. What, sh- what paint are you using? Emer- uh, the Emerald? Benjamin Moore Scuff X. The oh. same color that was on, um, on the mudroom cabinet. So that's oh, what yeah. I have left. Nice. I love that Scuff X. Yeah, it goes on nice. Are you going to roll it? Or you said spray. Spray it. Yeah, yeah, spray yeah. It. Nice. Very I'll have nice. to paint what's there because I'm leaving the existing face frame and just making new, some alterations. So I got to paint over that. But yeah, it's a small little project. So trying not to drag it out for nine months. <laughs> trying. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we'll I'm see next week committed. what happens. No, I'm committed. I got nothing else to do. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> 
So that's uh, kind of what's been going. I actually had some commissions come in in some quoting processes for that. Actually, a podcast listener working on sending some samples out for a bathroom vanity. Ah. So sprayed those today with some clear finish. So Yeah, they want like a light wood, and it's like it's either white oak or alder. Have you guys ever used all? Not that light. (laughs) 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 Have you guys ever used alder? I have. Um, I no, barely know where I used Alder. I ha- I haven't, but when I got it, I was I picked it up. And I was like, this is like super light, like yeah. cedar, but it's really hard. It's I'm dense. like, I don't know how they get that jenka hard, that denseness, and yeah. that it's very light. What about ash? That's hard to light. find, isn't it? Ash isn't. You think ash is lighter than Alder? No, it's about the same. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. No, because all because ash is like when I used the ash, grain, I was it's like, like maple. I was like, this is seems like oak. Yeah, I don't. Know. The grain pattern is very similar. Yeah, the grain pattern looks, like, but it's more it's more white yellow. Yeah. I guess when you're as strong as me, it's hard to tell how heavy uh, stuff is. You know, everything's yeah, so true. easy to lift. It's like oh, yeah. it's easy. Mm-hmm. What is this helium? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is going mm-hmm. on here? Yeah, they use it's alder like, a lot with a. Uh, uh, electric guitars because it's oh. so light but dense. Mm. I prefer the Dagobah versus the <laughs> Alderaan. Oh my gosh. Star Wars. Put that on I got the shirt. it. Yeah. Star well Trek. Done. Yeah. yeah. Beam me up. Nerd Scotty. alert. Beam me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, not much. Oh, I did want to mention. No, I'm not going to mention that. No. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no point in mentioning that. Um, uh, yeah. So Nick, what about you? You got all your, your Harvey gear? Yeah. No, I've been adding. The new tin, uh... What's that new Wixie thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I added the <laughs> Wixie fence digital readout. It's pretty cool. It was like Is one of those. accurate? So far it's like super accurate. I don't um, trust it. I don't, I mean, I Probably will never trust it. I but would still pull out my tape. I will. I mean, I, I already have. I've, I've had the thing on for like three days, and I've made like five or six cuts with it every time I double check it. I'm, my fence, like my readout on my fence, my regular, you know, fence ruler thing, is dead on. Dead on. Yeah. Every time I pull out my tape and check it. I don't know why I do it. Every time I'm like, yep, that's right. But you I just, still do yeah, it every I mean, single time. I just can't. I don't know why. I can't trust anything. You know why? Because sometimes on that saw stop fence, I've got confused and I've just in a or rush. Or done the and I've wrong used, side. Yeah, I've used the one on the left side yeah. of the fence instead of the right. Yeah, I just can't stop. I just always have to do it every single time. I don't know why. Oh, is there two okay. eyeglass things that you can yeah, see on Because you can move the fence to the left, left side, of the, side blade, of the blade. And then uh, there's yeah. one on that side, but it only goes like 11 inches or something. But yeah. Yeah. So on the Harvey, they have they've got the fence that's high low that you can actually take off the fence and put it in a lower position, and that then moves the fence over like an inch and a half or something. So they have another eyeglass that's oh, next Lord. to the high, so it's high and low, but it's it's dead on. It's crazy. It's so bizarre. Has that ever been a problem for someone? Oh man, I really wish I had a low. Well, if you're my table saw. Uh, they say for like cutting smaller pieces where you want to put, you know, your hand can't get next to, you know, right on top of the, the fence because it's high. If it's low, then you can put, you run your push stick over the top of that and you're, you know, 
clear from anything. I mean, it makes sense okay. for smaller, you know, thin stock. Yeah, I just don't see myself ever like I, flipping that fence. Yeah, personally, I'm never gonna put it in the low. I mean, it'll it'll be high until the day I die. I feel like I they mean, should I have, have that a on my high, fence, but they should have a high fence move. and then a high high fence because that would be useful. There's been times where I wish the fence oh, was yeah. a little higher so yeah. you could get like a jig and stuff on there better. Sure. I can't think of a single time I ever wished it was lower. Well, the the times they've like showed you know on video, there's some YouTube of it. It, it makes perfect sense why well, you, you would can do make it. anything make sense on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, that's my yeah, whole that, your whole channel. None of it actually makes sense in life, yeah. but on YouTube, I can make it I seem know. like it makes sense. We've all been to your shop. We know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I'll probably just leave it in the high, and then, like you said. Make an auxiliary fence for even higher stuff because I've done, yeah, you know those bevel cuts for you know those. I guess oh, they're called yeah, like yeah. knife cuts. Is that what they're really called? No, like nobody under, calls them that. Nobody calls no. them that. Somebody, I'm just kidding. Somebody, I don't know. I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody told me it was called like a knife cut. I can't. Remember. Maybe it was Guy, um, because he uses Ferretti? yeah Ferretti. <laughs> he, he was like, I'm I'm but, going down to Flavor Town. <laughs> And I got my it's knife like, this cuts. This is how I cut my frosted tips. That's, that's this, right. is, this is how I cut yeah. my brisket. I got flaming shirt on. I, <laughs> I think it was Guy's tip. Woodshop. Um, cause, oh, okay. Because they make, he's got like a really specific jig that he made for his track saw to cut those bellow cuts. So he doesn't do it on a table saw. He does it with a track saw. So he what? has like this angled piece of plywood that he's made uh, as a jig to set his track on that makes that cut even steeper so you for can like do, doing like a really steep back bevel, yeah like on the so bottom if you want to do like a five degree really huge huh. back bevel on the underside of a table you cut it with a track saw that way and it's yeah. it's not a bad idea i, I was doing it on my table saw which <laughs> i mean on my old saw that was pretty scary yeah i would so yeah. much rather do it on a table saw yeah personally well i don't know it seems it seems well, like it works pretty well because you can dial it in Really well with that plunge, but yeah, I guess trying to manage a giant dining table to your table saw gets yeah. difficult. So if you're doing like, to the, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Doing like an eight foot table, Makes man. Mm-hmm. But mm. no, I put that Wixie thing on, and it was it was one of those purchases. Like, I don't yeah. What does that run? Oh, man, I, it was just over a hundred. Like a hundred bucks? Yeah, right at a hundred bucks, yeah. something like that. And it was on sale, so it was one of those like Rockler, uh, use a coupon thing, and I was mm-hmm. like. Eh, you know what? Let's just give it a shot. Why not? And give it a go. Yeah. It was I like, had somebody I don't need reach it. out to me. This was years ago. And they wanted to send me a free digital readout thing for my miter saw. Was it? Yeah, oh, the with tiger? like a wheel. And uh, yeah, like you push I'm, the board through I'm and kinda, it rolls the wheel and it uh-huh. measures. So you push it so far and then it like tells you the distance. I'm disappointed but I turned again, them down. But again, I was like, I was yeah, like, yeah, I, I just, too. I was like, I don't trust it. it <laughs> I don't trust anything. I've seen digital. a lot of people that have that, and it works flawlessly. I just am yeah, so afraid that like it would it. get off somehow, and I wouldn't realize it until I already cut all my pieces, and then I'm like, oh, oh yeah, got to calibrate it, or I don't know, whatever. I just don't yeah. trust it. I trust yeah. the stop block more than that, really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those. Sometimes technology is too much. stop blocks set up and you got it all figured mm-hmm. out. That works every time. Right. Every time. I mean, 60% of the again, time. Again, again <laughs> on my miter saw fence, I have all the measurements and it's dead on with that JCAT stop block, but and I you still, still pull double up my check measure it. Yeah. every single time. I mean, that's what I'm going to do with this <laughs> Nothing Wixie. Nothing wrong with double checking. I think, but it's going to be really easy for me to get 
right to where I should be and then lock mm-hmm. it in and then I'll double check it because I won't trust it. But I mean, <laughs> at least I won't be, oh, I think I'm there and then I check it and then I need to move it and then scoot it over. You know, it should be pretty accurate. Should be. Yeah. I used yeah. to have that Wixie on my DeWalt planer. Yeah. It was the one for the height gauge. And the problem with that thing was the spring, like it gets a little sawdust in there and the spring loaded thing didn't always work. So it didn't always reset down to the base. And I was like, and I just never used it. Yeah. I don't even have a readout on my planer for like height. Yeah. You don't have any kind of indicator at all. It's just, yeah, there's just a wheel. Yeah. I just set it higher and then I just keep, adjusting it and measuring it as it comes out. I mean, I just, again, I wouldn't trust it. Right. Yeah, but no, yours has something like a dial thing It does, the but the little the little needle broke off, so it does have a <laughs> oh, it thing. It off, just goes baby. up and down. <laughs> How's the needle? It broke off. off. <laughs> well, it certainly uh, wasn't when he was waxing the table. Yeah, no, it, no. Hey, no. It's the same on my um, joiner. The one on my joiner broke off, too. I don't have anything on my joiner. You don't really need one. Oh, but I feel like that. it's, yeah, it's all like the same with the planer. I mean, you get it close and then you just micro adjust until you're there and it's fine. I've never yeah. been like, man, I wish I could. Again, I wouldn't trust it. Right. But does yours have a little, like the DeWalt planers, does yours have a little gauge depth thing? Like you put it in so you know, but like you're close. Like how do you, like at least with mine, I it does have a pretty accurate measurement. But I if I know my board is 70 thick and I want it to be... Yeah, so 13, 16th, in the middle of my planer, there is a little steel square that is the actual height that it's cutting the blade. to. Oh. That hangs down a little bit lower. Yeah. And so I can basically push the board up against that in the middle. And see where and it's going to like cut. Yeah. where it's going to cut. And then I can go to the left or right of that, obviously, if I want to cut more than that off. Um, but yeah, it does have that little... Okay, indicator. Yeah. yeah. Just mm-hmm. so you have a baseline of where you're kind of starting. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. Mm. Tis true. Yeah, but I now, said... Nick, when you... I was say, when you got your new table saw, you kind of flipped your shop 180, right? Now your yeah. table saws, that's smart. So now you can bring in the big goods through yeah. the garage door and right out of the table Exactly. <laughs> yep. Did a like 180. So. I mean, I didn't have any problem how I had it before because I had enough like room behind the table saw. I could actually mm. fit a four by eight sheet through the saw, but it just made, rub it in. Well, mm. <laughs> right. But could you fit a fourteen foot piece? No. <laughs> yeah, I saw he had that issue. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't run a four by eight sheet through there. You, oh, you can't. Mm-mm. Oh, well, I just thought it was track saw, baby. Yeah, I mean, I'll still probably break down a lot of you know sheet goods with the track saw first before yeah. I get because I'm only so. Wimpy, I can't. I can't manage a four by eight sheet by myself on the table saw and make what? sure it's. No, I just don't. I, well, you know what? I'm, well, I'm going to say new, you got your new roller thing. I was just going to say work. I haven't tried with the the uh, stock guides yet, so maybe I will mm. be able to do. They, a listen, full I'll sheet tell by you right myself. now. Keith will say it's not. Those it's help. Not gonna no, work. they help, but it's still diff. I mean, you're trying to balance the weight of a four by eight sheet. Yeah, keep it down on the uh, down on the table against the fence and push it forward all at once. They definitely help, but it's still it's difficult to get a perfect cut. Yeah, 
Well, now, initially, say, that first cut is going to be kind of a rough cut anyway because you're taking off the factory edge with yeah. it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, it, they help. They definitely Whenever help. I break down sheets on the table saw, I always cut them big until I get mm-hmm. smaller pieces, and then I run them back through final so size. So you can manage it, yeah. 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 Well, I did actually Except update when Keith my... comes out and we were <laughs> yeah. just like, let's cut everything exact the first time. <laughs> yep. And, you don't know, even check the fence. Go right. Don't even no check big deal. It. Just go yep. right. Yep. I was going to say I, I updated my uh, the Jessam jig and I put 150 pole magnets on it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, like the 90s were strong enough. I, I didn't feel like they were going to really go anywhere, but you had me second guessing with the, the sheer strength because, I mean, if you do put enough pressure on them laterally, they'll slide. Mm. Oh, yeah. So That's- I wanted to get as much pull as I could. I have them, so. um, one of those Jessam things. I have one for the router table and one for the table saw yeah. that are in boxes and I haven't set them up yet. I probably <laughs> should. Yeah, it's really easy. Watch my that. video. It's super easy to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it would be nice, honestly. Yeah. I did just get this magnetic uh, feather board from, I don't know, it's mag got switch? the mag switches in there. <laughs> Maybe it's the mag switch. Yeah, it's a mag switch. Yeah. Okay. I got one of those, but I have one that hooks Flat on the table saw, but then I have one that hooks on the fence oh, of the yeah, table saw. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Oh, yeah. And I like that one. when you're out there. And I'm just down. using that thing, and it yeah. works great. So then I'm like, do I really need that Jessam thing? Because I can take this off and move it super easy. I can put it yeah. wherever I want. Right. The ones so. on the router table are really good to yeah. have. I can see yeah. where that would be really nice to have on the router table. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. picked up a set of those for the router table. I have the cast iron extension wing is on the way. So that'll be showing mm, up oh, within right a week size. or so. Yeah, the right size. Yeah. So initially, when I when I got the whole table saw, the smaller router table came, and it was was not going to fit. So it's been sitting underneath my assembly table, waiting for the larger one to show up. So that was coming this week, I think. Hopefully, I mean, I won't have to wait for Freddie and his freight truck to show up. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not a 700-pound pallet. It's just a 100-pound uh, oh, extension gosh. wing. But, man, that's going to be hard to pull, you know, put together by myself. i got to have to figure out, like, a gantry or how jack long, how big or is something. It? It's, uh, it's, it's like 30, it's an 800 mil long. I don't know. How, real quick, how fast is it, or how, how long is that with your... Slides, you don't know? I don't know. It's like... Oh, so 800 mil, so it should be like, like 30 inches. 30, yeah, 30-some inches. Oh, that's not that big. Uh, but, it's, but it's 100 pounds. It's a steel. Yeah. Mm. 100 pounds? That's yeah. nothing to Jason. Yeah, Jason's... That's like, a, <laughs> that's, like a, just, that's like a third of your body weight. That's yeah. nothing. <laughs> just turn your, turn your head backwards and go... <laughs> oh. Um, Thanks for I that. Mean, just, you know what works great for installing stuff like that? Yeah. Is uh, Festool sustainers. Oh, mm. yeah. I guess totally stack it on there. Well, because they're all different sizes, and you can kind of get it yeah. close enough with a stack of those, and then you can lift it up on there and get it Just close enough that you can it. at least get the bolts mm-hmm. started. And, yeah, those work great. That's a good idea. I may I may use that. I, don't, I, I use I don't those have all the time. Answer. When I have to drill something in a really long piece on my drill press, I'll stack sustainers to one side so I can set a piece on the <laughs> dr- on the drill. You like know, hold it up table. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it holds it up on one side, just out of frame. Oh my god! Speaking of drill presses, I, where the heck is? I ordered mine in May 
or eight. You're oh, just realizing you don't be like, I forgot, I haven't here. gotten it yet. <laughs> <laughs> what, which, uh, which one did you go with? The Nova? The the Nova Benchtop. So oh. I ordered it through Acme Tools, and they never billed me. And then one day, I was, I think it was back in June. I don't know. Like all of a sudden, the charge you gonna came through. Drop it on the Roadrunner. Road <laughs> and uh, so I called. I said, "Oh, I see this. You charge my credit card. So is it shipping?" She goes, "Yep, it should be in a couple of days." It's like great. And then it never shipped. And <laughs> called back like, "Oh yeah, we were fulfilling back orders in order that they came in, and yours wasn't like." early enough for them. okay so oh i ordered one from rockler as well huh. to see who which one comes in first and neither of them have i think they both say end of august so i don't know man mm. well be like what uh are you, what are you late, do? early christmas present or maybe christmas i don't know it'll be a christmas present until then yeah i mean your other one works right yeah yeah it works but as you know it doesn't oh, have a, uh, the, uh, what do you even call that? The spring doesn't work, so you have to manually lift it back up and <laughs> oh, tighten the, the screw by hand. Oh, so it's so annoying. I remember yeah. one time oh. holding it up with my head while I adjusted yeah, something I do it all on the time. there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hold it up. <laughs> I got a callus right here <laughs> from holding it up. Yeah. Oh, well, because I want, funny. once that full floor standing drill press gets out of there, then I can put this one on an actual... Um, stack of drawers that I made, so that'll free up. You know, it'll just make Didn't more storage. Didn't you say you were getting a CNC? No, no. I thought you no. said you were going to get a little CNC. Don't you want a, you want a shaper? Don't you? I was I I was uh, entertaining the idea a while ago of how I could fit it in there, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's possible. So yes, I will eventually. Once Duresta says, "Hey, dude, give me my freaking shaper back." <laughs> Then I will buy. Then Making I'll buy fun. one. Season two is going to come around, and they're going to be like, "Hey, we need that bag. Oh, so yeah. we made that T Rex, <laughs> <laughs> all with the origin." <laughs> but until then, I will keep that. And yeah, I think there are other things I would could use more than that CNC, like maybe a drum sander. Or, yeah, I'm surprised know. you don't have a drum sander. I am too. Yeah. I'm surprised well, they don't no make room. a joiner planer drum sander combo it's where you just press combo, wrap yeah. some sandpaper over your, you know, over the helical head, head. and <laughs> it becomes a drum sander. <laughs> it's a little lumpy of a sand. <laughs> oh, speaking of your inventions, um, I guess on one of the podcasts you you mentioned a welder for wood, like a wood welder. That'd be awesome if they had one. Oh, they do, and, don't they? Well, I was and, just saying. It's glue. Welding is so much quicker than mm-hmm. woodworking because you can hook stuff together, yeah. Well, our fine patron, Brian Prusa, sent me this morning that there is actually a wood welder. So I don't know what? if it's special glue you use, but you glue two boards together and then you take this electronic thing and you put it over the joint and it cures the glue. And then, But it, the thing is only like eight inches long, so you have to keep moving down the joint to dry all the glue. Yeah, but, but it's still glue. It's not welding. Uh, isn't That's that just cool. like UV How's epoxy? How's that any different than, yeah, the UV epoxy? Well, because UV epoxy is only surface. Like, you can't, that UV light won't penetrate the joint to dry right. it. Oh, this goes, like, through, like, you could. Yeah. Oh. It, like, heats it or it's something? Seven seven $7,000. Yeah. Oh, boy. $7,000? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, he texted me. I'll, oh, I'll text it to I'll you. I'll take two. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the benefit of that is. Well, if we all buy, well, I guess if you're, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's, 
I don't know, because, I mean, yeah, he clamped it and then just kind of stuck the thing on and kept moving down. I, I don't know. Does he have one? No, no. Oh. <laughs> He's got I'd love three. to talk to somebody that actually has one. The owner, the mm-hmm. owner's wife. Oh, here it is. The tree garn, tree garn wood welder. Tree garn? Yeah, it looks, wow. Looks, yeah. That it looks like a... How come yeah, every yeah. time I mention something on the podcast that would be cool, it's already invented? Because everything yeah, well, has already been invented. Everything. Mm. I don't know about everything. What about this? I got a couple great ideas. <laughs> okay. What about this? What about a microwave that mm-hmm. the front door of the microwave is a flat screen TV? And you can watch normal TV, like shows, like whatever you want. It's got Hulu, Netflix on there. But mm-hmm. one of the channels available on the TV is, is the microwave what's cooking in the I feel like you've told microwave. us this idea before. Well, maybe on our old podcast, but I've had this idea for a long time, and I, I just if I say it this time, maybe someone will say. Didn't they have that in that. Uh, Back to the Future? No, I don't think so. I think in Back to the Future you had like a little pill, and you'd oh, stick that it in was the microwave the and, the button, and then it would come into like a full meal. Right. Yeah, which would also be cool, but I feel like those are just the backpacking meals. I mean, it's the same thing, right? MREs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gross, or like mm-hmm. NASA meal packets. But how long do you stand in front of the microwave? I don't know, a long time. My wife always gets mad at me because I like to push my head against the door and look at what's <laughs> cooking in there. And she's like, that's going to fry your brain. <laughs> no, oh it's my not. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thick layer of gabardine between me and that. Fan. Gabardine. <laughs> <laughs> Another idea that I had. I oh, think boy. Hang on, I got to write one. this stuff down. Keep them coming. Go ahead. Okay, so you know, and maybe I talked about this before with you too, Nick, because I've had this idea for a long time, but you know how, like, it snows and people have to go shovel their driveway, and every year people have heart attacks because they're not used to exerting that much energy? No. Oh. What about a car cover that goes over your car and then attached to the car cover is a long, like, red carpet that unrolls behind the car out to the street? So you pull into the driveway, you put the car cover over, it's got that long tail, and you plug it in. And basically, it's just a warm heating blanket. So that as it snows and it hits that, it evaporates off. So the next morning you come out, no snow's right there because it evaporates off as soon as it hits it. Pull the car cover off, roll it up, driveway's completely snow-free, you back out, boom. What if you park in the garage? (laughs) Who actually parks in the garage? (laughs) Nobody. My wife does. Mm. So is that thing like a, like a pool cover wheel that you can crank off? I don't know. Is that something? All right. Well, I haven't really, you know, workshopped at that. Still much, in the development phase. Yeah, I think that yeah. lost out to the geothermal driveways. Oh, I have this other idea. It's called house blouse, and <laughs> I, already, I love it already. I don't, I don't even care what it is. <laughs> It's an attachment that works with the Amazon website. So you can have it on your phone. It works hand-in-hand hand with the Amazon website. And it's like a plug-in. So you can upload pictures of your house to this attachment. Then you can go to Amazon, and as you're searching for things, you can click and drag them over to the pictures of your house, and you can place them. So like in the living room, like the middle of your living room, you can place like a coffee table, or you could hang art on the walls, or you could like get a pair of shoes and set it in your closet, see what it looks like. It's as much fun to use as it is to buy, so people would just 
it's like a real life Sims. I think they already have that. I feel like that's an app. My, my wife. Yeah, that's just an, this little game. That's just but augmented is, reality. But I it's think a it's game. on IKEA.com. Well, oh, really? Amazon has it now. They have a room planner. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon has it. Yeah, on the Amazon. I app. invented this twelve years ago. <laughs> oh my House gosh. Blouse. House is that like is that like redoing the cloud club on the top of the Empire State Building? Yeah. What about this? <laughs> Ketchup and mustard in the same <laughs> bottle. In the same bottle. Oh, that's good. Zero percent financing for three years. That was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> on a Toyota one ton. <laughs> oh, no money, no resources, no brains, mm. no time. It's all these menial tasks. Oh man. Well. You know, have any idea how much time I waste in here? I can ballpark it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can on the Amazon app. I'm looking. You can actually, you can point your camera at the floor, start moving the camera to scan the floor, and then you can place whatever item in your room to see it. See, I'm telling you, I talk about it on the podcast. All of a sudden, it exists. We're in some <laughs> weird third dimension. <laughs> I say it and it happens. House Blouse has a better ring to it, though. It does. Isn't that yeah. a good yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. But house it doesn't, blouse. I don't know if, how does it make, I thought you're, I don't even know. Because you're dressing up your house. Uh, <laughs> like maybe in a nice blouse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be some giant house cover that yeah. went over to protect your house. <laughs> I was thinking it was like for a mobile home, <laughs> you put a skirt the around the bottom. No, yeah, it's like you're, dressing up, like you're dressing up your house, putting a blouse on it, like, you know. I thought it was a great idea. Apparently, technology is a lot farther along than when I ri- originally had this idea, which is like yeah. 12 years ago. So that's funny. You're welcome. Oh, wow. My phone You're probably right. listened to me talking about You're it. Welcome, and then they, Bezos. They put it into, <laughs> yeah. put it into production. Oh, man. All right. You know what else? I'm going to say this one just because I want it to happen. Potato chips. All right. We got all different kinds of flavors of potato chips. You got your salt and vinegar, your barbecue, your sour cream and onion, you know, all of them. Jalapeno, Cool Ranch. Dill. Dill Dill pickle. pickle. Okay. Now, why hasn't anybody thought about doing combo potato chips? Like Like Hatsies? Like salt and vinegar? Like like a bag of half barbecue, half salt and vinegar mixed in. Oh, you got man. sweet Maui onion and dill pickle. That sounds delicious. Or sour cream and sweet onion. And, and sour. You know, jalapeno. Half and half. Because all the time when I go to a barbecue, I'm getting half and half and I'm mixing them together on my plate. I'm right. already doing the work. So take <laughs> the work out of the situation, mix them together, and we got a whole new product line for potato chips. Uh, right? It's not a bad idea. What about idea. this? This is going to blow your mind. Okay. Here we go. Puffy Cheetos and Crunchy Cheetos in the same package. I like that. Huh? Yeah. Because you always are wondering which one to choose. They're both delicious. One, you know, yeah. maybe cuts the roof of your mouth a little more, but you mix them <laughs> half and half. Yeah. Or you go half jalapeno and half crunchy. That way you can get a break halfway through. Okay. What about jalapeno potato chips mixed with sweet Maui onion? That's a great combo. There's your sweet and sour. Yep. Or what about in a Pringles can, if you alternate, each chip is a different- Levels. See? Yeah, you could do it with any, like whoever, whatever potato chip company is listening or employee Mm -hmm. of a potato chip company. What do you mean? All of them are listening. Yeah. Whoever does (laughs) this first, everyone else is going to follow because you know it's a good idea. Right. Yep. Coming to you soon. I also thought the same thing with M&Ms. Why isn't there one bag of M&Ms that's got some regular, some peanut- 
some peanut butter, some almond M&M, some of the ones, coconut ones, the pretzel, ones. all of them mixed in there together. Just like the a big smorgas. Yeah. Like Michael Scott on pretzel day. <laughs> One with all of them. The works. I'm telling you. <laughs> these are great ideas and somebody's dropping the ball. Dude, that honestly, the, the M&M assortment, I'm yeah. on board with that. Big time. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, man. Mm, One giant party pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'd be crazy. This is proof of concept. If they come out with it, we're suing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are our ideas. Yep. Oh, Don't well. you think well. it's hard to believe that nobody at M&M Mars, which, by the way, is down the street from me, so I could walk right in there walk with down this idea. Walk you walk no in there and you say, listen here, you SOBs, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the, the janitor, because one day he's like sweeping up, every, oh, more of these, more of these, and he's putting them all, and then he, doesn't he realize, oh my gosh, this is the greatest assortment pack ever. Mm -hmm. And it was just trash I swept up on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring this right to the CEO. <laughs> well, and it's funny because it happens all over the place with other stuff. Like you got people Very that sell trail serendipitous. mix. What's trail mix? It's a bunch of stuff mixed together. No, There's trail mix, a... I call that M&Ms with obstacles. Okay, but I like it. Like I don't like raisins, just raisins. No one's no. just going to eat raisins. I mean. No. He's, did he steal the raisins? Um <laughs> <laughs> but you put raisins in trail mix mixed with peanuts and M&Ms, I'll take a handful of that. It's good. Right. There's even a popcorn company called Cosmos, and they make a cheddar popcorn mixed with caramel corn, and it's delicious. So popcorn's figured this out already, but the potato Maybe that's chips. sweet and salty will get mm -hmm. you eating the entire bag. They've yeah. figured that out. S yep. So good. Mm. And next week on Snack Mix <laughs> right, <laughs> segment. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I love at the movies is like taking a thing of regular M&Ms and just dumping them in your popcorn. Mm. So that way you kind of get all intermixed and one bite you get oh, both. I've, I've never done that. So it's like a little sweet and salty as yeah, well. Yeah, it's the best. The best. Well, mm. what else we got to talk about? Anything? Mm-mm. So is that like the soda when you go to 7-Eleven and you just like mix some of... Uh, you seem like that's, that's different suicide because yeah. liquids, liquids are different because the second you mix a liquid together, it becomes a new flavor altogether. Mm, right. You can't take a drink of mixed together up. liquids and taste a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Like you taste something new. But with, you know, non-viscous snack items... Mm. You can put it in your mouth and you taste each one individually. That's where it's different. Okay. Yeah. You're saying our taste buds haven't advanced yet to disseminate Viscous. between separate liquids yeah. Correct. in the same sip. No, Correct. liquids bond with each other. But you yeah. know, growing up, when I had to take, I had, I, what did I have? Something. I always Herpes. Had the croup. The croup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Polio. Um, I had to take this cough syrup called Allupent and to make it more palatable my mother would mix it with orange juice and i could distinctly taste both in that oh, yeah mm. but that was only not two a good mixer. it wasn't a suicide it That's was true. not a good mixer yeah i guarantee if you mixed eight sodas together and handed it to somebody and said i want you to list as many sodas as you can that are mixed into here well they would probably get it because is there eight, more than eight sodas out there probably not <laughs> i mean they'd probably be like pepsi mountain dew dr pepper sprite i mean they'd get all of them. right um Tab. but 
You get the point. Yeah. I just think yeah. it would be really hard to distinguish. But if you handed somebody some trail mix and you mm-hmm. said blindfully, you know, blindfolded, take a blindfully. handful of this. <laughs> blindfully. <laughs> take a handful of this and eat it. You could say like, oh, there's peanuts, there's raisins, there's peanut M&Ms, maybe some dried coconut, you know. Some cashew, you know what's in there. corn yeah. chips. Mm-hmm. Oh, a corn nut. Oh, wait, that's a toenail. A corn nuts. <laughs> yes. So what are corn nuts? Some Mackinac peaches. Uh, um, <laughs> corn nuts, I think, are like a petrified corn. <laughs> they are. They're like from. Are the, they baked or are they dehydrated? Uh, they're hard as rocks. I think they're baked, but they're not actually corn kernels. Is it just not like f- corn flavored, shaped like a corn kernel? They're not actual corn kernels. I mean, it's in the name corn. We've been duped. Yeah, but everything's made of corn syrup. Yeah, that's true. Hold on. Researching. Yeah. Talk I mean, amongst cor- yourself. Corn nuts, that's something that we, I always got on road trips because I would ne- you don't see it any, anywhere else other than a gas station. Sure. And we'd always get it. And I, I'm pretty sure I kept like a couple of my dentist boats f- floating from those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's nuts. a Peruvian. It's originally a Peruvian snack. Okay. Okay. And um, corn nuts, also known as toasted corn, cuico, known in Portugal, or cracker, are a snack food hey. made of roasted or deep fried corn kernels. So it's deep wow. fried. So they are corn kernels. Well, how about that? Interesting. It is. Oh, it's referred to as concha in Peru and chulpi in Ecuador. Oh. Okay, so they're corn like shaven right off the ear before they like, deep the fried. Before they're dried, I think, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, and with that, (laughs) before we answer any more of our own questions, we should probably go to the after show and answer some of our patron questions. And we just want to give a huge shout out to- He froze. I'm still here. (laughs) Don't worry. He froze. Look at his eye. You can hear me though, right? (laughs) I hope it can. Can you hear me? I can oh, hear you now. Back. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. I could hear you guys the whole the time. Bar. So why don't you, oh, you just could? come down? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Pardon. All right. Yeah, Before we go to the on. after show, we're going to thank our top tier patrons. And uh, they go in this order. Kyle, well, not this order. I don't want to say anyone's <laughs> first or last. All right. Everyone's equal. This is just how Nick threw it in there. But everyone's we got, first. Uh, Kyle Garland, Eris. Dottle Testes, Spyro Pololis, uh, Everett Wood, Brendan Caulfield, Jamie Maherick, Majerick, Ray Rodriguez, Dev Sales, Mike Leiden, Scott Holland at Elevated Wood Design, Jordan at Rustic Creations, Eric Spensley at Spensley Design Co., Adam McKeon, Aaron Gregerson, Ricky Harkins, Alan Dranberg, Nolan Russell, Robert Fisher, Jeff Noel, G-H-I-J-K-M-N-O-P-63. Keith, you catch that? Noel? Andreas Wenmir at Jurassic.cc. He's from Sweden. Then right down the road from our buddy KJ is Yono Reich at Yono28. We got Ben Fuller at August underscore Trails underscore Designs. Nicholas Fairfield at Fairfield Woodworks. And I wish I played on a Fairfield in Little League T-ball because... The other team was not playing fair. Anyways. Uh, then we got <laughs> Michael that out, Olson. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> M.J.Olson2181. <laughs> and uh, Nick Leonard at Stadium yeah. Sports Club. 
You didn't like my fair field joke? That's pretty weak. Come on, that was pretty good. Yeah. I expect much more from you. Oh. What yeah. about Ben Fuller? I could have made a joke there, but I didn't. I was going to say, I've Should been have. Fuller before. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. It's the end of the show. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running all out of steam. That's all I got left. All right, yep, guys. Until next time, if you want to be a patron and get access to the after show, and then you can ask us questions, and we'll shout out your name, and you can watch us live. And Nick and Keith not laughing at my wonderful jokes. Then you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast and sign up. If for any reason that link doesn't work, you go to patreon.com slash bourbon moth. <laughs> sign up over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And with that, we'll see you guys on the next one. Later. In the after show. Oh, yeah. See ya. I love you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>